0: From the day we arrive on the planet And blinking step into the sun There's more to see That can never be seen More to do Than can never be done It's the circle of We're talking about The Lion King today. Let's get excited. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism. Conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. I have a question for you. Well, a little thought exercise, let's say. Take a moment to think about and picture your father. Just picture him in your mind. Picture his face. Think about how you thought about your father when you were a young child. Some of us have great memories of our father. Some of us maybe not have so many great memories of our father, but there's no denying that the power of a father figure in our life is profound. When I was in about sixth grade, my father took me to see a movie on New Year's Eve because my mom was a nurse and she was working late and my brothers were older than me and they were off at parties. And so my dad and I spent New Year's Eve together and we went to see the Lion King. And this movie is so much about the love of the Father. Just, We, we got to talk about it on this show. My name is Mike Tenney. I am a Catholic speaker and worship leader. Uh, for 14 years, I was a Catholic high school theology teacher. and trying to make it as a rock star when I wasn't doing that. And I love having deep conversations with people about music and movies that move us and speak to our hearts. So I'm super excited today to talk about The Lion King. And as our guest today... Uh, Tanner Kalina, who is a focus missionary with the the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. He also has experience in Hollywood. He's acted in several movies. And also, in my opinion, he's making the best Catholic content that there is on TikTok. So he's here today, and I'm super excited about that. But before we get into it, I need to thank our patrons, our many wonderful patrons who make this show possible and keep the lights running and the cameras running and uh, support the Awakened staff and show hosts and feed our children like this one. Specifically, I want to thank Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Steve and Maggie Hubbard, Rob Smith, Tom and Emily Kimberiati, and Caitlin and John Nwajobi, who help out our show. So if you are not a patron yet, go to popculturecatechism.com, pick a... One of the six tiers of giving. Just consider it part of your monthly budget or part of your monthly tithe and support all the awesome work that we're trying to do here at Awaken Catholic in online evangelization. Um, And with that, not only are you helping do a good thing, but you will also get access to exclusive content. Every episode has exclusive content, um, as well as access to many of the talks that I give in my speaking ministry. For example, I just gave a talk last week uh, to a local men's group about making sense of the Old Testament, which is now up in the Pop Culture Catechist group on the Awaken app. And also, Avila and I are going to talk after this episode about The Lion King and some of her favorite things about it. Say hi, Avila. Hi. And what's your favorite song from The Lion King? I just can't wait to be queen. <laughs> that's her own little remix on it. So that's what we're going to do. And we have a special guest too, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Our special guest is Simba, the great baby lion. (laughs) Okay, so if you want access to that, uh, if you're a patron, go to the Awaken app and the Pop Culture Catechist group, and it'll be there after you watch this episode. And if you're not a patron yet, what are you waiting for? Go to popculturecatechism.com and join our community. But all speaking of the Awaken app, the Awaken app is not just for patrons of the show. It's for everyone. It's a free app, and then you get exclusive content if you are a patron. But with the free app, you get access to an awesome online Catholic community over a thousand strong now where we try to avoid a lot of the toxicity that happens on a lot of other social media you also get it's also a hub for all the awakened shows and you also get to you're tickling me you also uh is a catholic prayer library and a catholic music library there as well so check out the awaken app and please if you're not a patron consider becoming a patron all right on with the show hey tanner how you doing man Dude, I'm doing good. Thank you for having good. me. Good, I am so glad that you are here. You're coming. You're you're in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah,
1: I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, University so tell us. Colorado. Tell
0: us what you're doing out there.
1: Yeah, I'm a focused missionary. I'm wrapping up my first year here. Had a wild year with COVID. And, oh my gosh. And just all that, but it's been such a blessing. I came out here from LA, where I worked uh, as an actor and writer for five years. Wow. And uh, before that, I graduated from the University of Texas. So That's amazing. Hook them, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so for those that aren't familiar with Focus, can you just give us a a little bit about uh what that is and what you do?
1: Sure, sure. Focus was in response to JP2's call for a new evangelization. So, our mission field, yeah, (laughs) got shaven right there. (laughs) So, our mission field is is the college campus, Mm -hmm. 80 percent of people will stop being Catholic by the time they're 22. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, the campus is kind of a graveyard for faith. And so missionaries like myself come in and just try to spread the gospel, spread love, become, you know, live incarnationally like Jesus did amongst his disciples and, and just live with college students and, and evangelize through that way.
0: Mm -hmm. It sounds very much how uh, Pope Francis talks about accompaniment right? Yes, yeah, exactly. People. So yeah, sort of friendship evangelization makes, makes such a difference. Um, and you guys fundraise your whole salary for the year, right?
1: Yes, yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if yeah. you, so they really,
0: <laughs> I, I support a couple of focus, focus, missionaries and I've, I've had several students of mine, um, have become focus missionaries. So shout out to Marco and, 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 and Caitlin and Catherine and Kevin, I, uh, miss you guys. Um, and so I've supported several, uh, focus missionaries, uh, you know, not, a whole lot, but you know, I, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, no, um, it, anyone out there, really if you want to, if you want to, if you want to support focus, um, you can go to, uh, focus.org, right? Yeah, Is that, that the dot focus.org and, uh, yeah, you can, you, you can, can donate. So
1: you can donate to the the campus, or if you uh, want to look
0: me up, you can... Yeah, look up <laughs> Tanner. Give it, yeah. No, no, no.
1: no. <laughs> give it to the organization. I'm good. I'm good.
0: That's very kind of you. So I will say, you can donate to Tanner. So <laughs> No, no, go.
1: don't do that. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. And tell us a little bit about your life in Hollywood.
1: Oh, man, my life in Hollywood. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to work with some of the... Top names out there. Mm-hmm. Got to you know do some red carpets, mm-hmm. film festivals. Starred in like a handful of independent films, mm-hmm. and my lowest, my my latest one came out this last December. Mm-hmm. What uh, is it's that actually called? a film? That's called Evergreen. Evergreen. It's a film. Yeah, it's a film. Some film buddies of mine uh, and myself. We just emptied our bank accounts into and just like absolutely oh. went for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we we made a product that I'm I'm pretty proud of. It has a lot of Catholicism kind of interweaved with throughout it. That's cool, but yeah, yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll, uh,
0: we'll, no, we'll put we'll put links to all that in the show notes. If you if you send me an email with all those links, we'll put them in the show notes so people can check you out and check out your movies and stuff. So yeah, yeah sweet. I, that's right. I appreciate that. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and tell me about your ministry on TikTok. Because that's how I that's how I discovered you. And I think you're doing some great stuff. Like I, I, I got into TikTok as I was like, all right, I'm I'm doing this new show. I want to be where the people are at, and a lot of people are on TikTok. And so I was looking for like Catholic TikToks and um, you know, I came across this like priest doing a cool dance. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. A priest right. <laughs> wanted to do a cool dance. And then there was this girl who Seemed like maybe she she loved a certain politician more than she loved Jesus, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was kind of my first impression of Catholic TikTok. And then at some point, I came across you, and I was like, oh, oh, this guy's doing good stuff. So, like, tell me oh, what what do, what do you do with that? And like, how'd you how'd you get into doing that?
1: So I really appreciate that. So when I first got out to LA, SNL was like the dream. That was Mm -hmm. the goal. My agent, my agent manager were like pushing hard for that. Mm -hmm. Had Lorne Michaels and some scouts looking at me. I got close, Uh but, uh, yeah, sketch comedy is kind of my background. That's awesome. And, and for years, I guess since TikTok started, which Mm -hmm. was like 2018, my managers were like, get on TikTok. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And then. As soon as I, I signed on to do focus, I was like, all right, you know, all my art, all my, all that I write, all that I like am, all that I want to do, I'm just going to give it to God and just mm-hmm. like go for it. And so nice. I was like, all right, I'll make stupid little funny videos yeah. for God. Uh-huh. Just see what happens.
0: Like, yeah. And some, some of them are like stupid little funny videos and in, in that sort of thing. Um, but some of them, like you have some really good, like catechetical, apologetic things that are just like short, short little bites. And I was like, he explains these things really, really, really well. So um if I, you're on TikTok, try... follow Tanner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, no. I try and take Father Mike Schmidt's videos and mm-hmm. then just like compress them into one minute.
0: Yeah. There you go. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool, very so, cool. Well, if you don't know about The Lion King, you've been living under a rock. Can we bring up the 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 picture uh, that I got there? There we go. So this is Lion King from 1994. There's been a few versions since then. There's been uh, a musical, which I've never gotten to see, but I've heard is great. I've listened to some of the music from, I'd love to see it at some point on Broadway. Um, and then they came out just a couple of years ago with like the live action remake, which mm-hmm. I also didn't see because everyone told me, yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> so... <laughs> Did you see it? it was the exact.
1: Yeah, I did. It yeah. was the exact same. Okay,
0: good. Well, I'm glad you at least saw it, so we can talk about it with authority, not just like what somebody told me. Um, so, uh, for what I like to do is, uh, I want to talk just kind of about like the art of it first, like from an artistic point of view. What do we love? What what maybe we don't love? And then we we'll, we can dive into the themes. We'll probably spend most of our time there. So, uh, what do you love about this movie?
1: Well, I think musically, the best of any Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, so maybe like the best of any musical ever yeah the the music the art like the landscapes it just like you makes you want to go to Africa Mm -hmm. or go to the zoo Mm um and then I really think that Pumbaa's fart honestly (laughs) I I, everyone loves a good fart and I think it's one of the best like artfully done farts in cinema
0: one of the most artfully done farts in cinema you heard it here folks Yeah, (laughs) I I really do. I did not think that's where we were going after landscapes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the landscapes are pretty. The farts are awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's funny about that there. I feel like this was the first Disney movie. Well, I guess Aladdin did it a little bit with with the genie. But this was this. They started to break the fourth wall a little bit and make jokes for the audience kind of like with a wink and a nod where uh, Timon's like, Pumbaa not in front of the kids, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I got downhearted every time that I Pumbaa not in front of the kids. Um, yeah. Which I, I think that kind of paved the way for something like Shrek to come along a few years later where they're just like, yeah, we're just going to have farts all over the place,
1: you know? And oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that'd be an interesting
0: thesis to kind of uh-huh.
1: like, yeah, track that. That's kinda cool. <laughs> track
0: the history of farts in animated feature <laughs> films. Yeah. Uh huh. so no, but Pumas is great. Yeah. Uh, the voice acting is so good. And, uh, it's
1: Matthew Broderick, right? That's
0: Simba. Um, the young Simba or the, uh, uh, oh, Brynn is old giving Simba. me the, Bryn is giving me the thumbs up. I didn't know that. Matthew Broderick is the old Simba. Okay. Yeah. Sounds I like, know I, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas them? is the, uh, is the young Simba. I did. I knew that. Um, that's cool. And I know James Earl Jones is Mufasa and uh jeremy irons i think is uh what's his name scar yeah yeah, yeah. so just lots of and are, um a couple comedians whose names i'm not really remembering um are the are timon and pumbaa uh but yeah there's there's lots of um lots of famous people which again i think was kind of a, maybe i guess robin williams with aladdin was like the first famous person to like be a voice actor in a disney film but now it's like what what you do right that's the gig yeah that's the gig I, so
1: i auditioned actually for what's the new pixar movie with uh chris pratt's the voiceover it's like a blue he plays like this
0: big blue guy oh i don't know i'm not sure but uh oh yeah
1: anyway i i auditioned for that and they're oh, like cool. oh yeah you're going up against chris pratt and i'm like <laughs> great i'm not gonna do this <laughs>
0: <laughs> better luck next time well, yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, I also just love, the, so something, and this is, I was an English major in college. I went to Catholic U and uh, the, something I, I noticed is it's almost, if you ever read any of those ancient like Greek plays, like uh, um, they have a chorus, like at the beginning of a scene, mm. there'll be like a chorus that like sings and it kind of like narrates what's going to happen. And the music in this sh- the movie is kind of like that. Like it's not any character singing the circle of life. It's just kind of like voices somewhere talking about the, the, the circle of life. And then same with, can you feel the love tonight? Like Simba and Nala are doing their thing. And it's just talking about, you know, the world at the world at one and perfect harmony. It's like this, this voice of of course is kind of narrating what's going on. And I was like, Hey, that's just like, the ancient Greeks used to do. They had this musical oh, yeah. voice that would narrate, like the muses and in the, in the wings singing about what's going on. So, anyway, I thought that was that was really cool, and I, I can't think of another Disney movie where they where they do that really. So, um, maybe Toy Story. You, I got a friend in me, I think maybe, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's not that's, typical. That's an interesting
1: observations. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh what else do you love about uh, this? Uh, what else do you love about it?
1: Oh man! Well, I it made me so obsessed with animals as a kid so this was the first movie i ever saw in movie theaters and i went so often my aunt and uncle have like stories where like whenever uh Rafiki raises yeah simba uh-huh. i would just get up in my chair and like hold my bag of popcorn up. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i got so obsessed with animals mm-hmm. and and big cats in particular yeah. i adopted a, a tiger actually wow uh yeah it was like a Bengal tiger overseas but mm-hmm. i get like weekly updates yeah. on him his name is gina oh. and then i got a, yeah, it yeah super cute and then i got an update one day that uh said that i will no longer receive updates because gina has been poached and oh my gosh i know i was little little me was like in tears i was that's I was a wreck terrible
0: man yeah oh i can but, can i also tell you a sad story about um not quite as sad as yours, but, but also a sad story about Lion King. So um, I mm. love the soundtrack. This is one of the first like CDs I owned back when people bought music on, on CDs um, and the music, even the instrumental, the, the Hans Zimmer score is just beautiful, but I would, I would get in the shower and I would sing, I just can't wait to be King. <laughs> and my older brother, Dave came in and opened the, opened the door to the bathroom and was like, Hey, can you wait to be King? <laughs> and I was <laughs> so embarrassed that I never sang in the shower again, like no way. Yeah, I like totally stopped, and I like I I still don't do it as an, as an adult unless I like like take a moment to do it. But it totally broke that habit. I was like so embarrassed after that. So to this day, to this, this day, day, I don't sing in the shower unless unless I like make it a point to be like, "F you, Dave. I'm gonna sing in the shower now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown man." <laughs> Dave comes out again, He's like yeah. <laughs> he, he, he might, he might. He's gonna appreciate that. Cool. A- anything else about the um, uh, about the art of the movie that you love? I think it was one that it was one of the first like uh, ones they used like some computers in. I think like with the stampede and the landscapes, I think that was pretty cool. So,
1: yeah, cool. and then just like the um, yeah during that scene where he's like, I can't wait to be king. Just the texture of stuff mm-hmm. like some of it's zigzag, like it yeah. gets, kind of like African culture really, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know how authentic it is, but it makes me feel yeah. like it's authentic.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't know how authentic it is either, but I know they, they had like a, a famous South African singer sing like the, uh, in, it's like, oh, it's like cool. in Zulu, uh, I think. Um, so they, they did incorporate some, some stuff like that. Um, so I think it was, it was definitely a win for like representation and like showing cultures around the world and, and that sort of thing. Um, oh, definitely. Uh, Brenna keeps giving me like thumbs up from the production booth. <laughs> I appreciate that, <laughs> Brenna. Um, so uh, let's get into the the spirituality and the themes. And the one that just spoke so much to me was just the power of Mufasa as a father. Oh and, yeah. Um, just I started off the episode by asking people to just think about your father and like I don't know, what do you have any thoughts on this? Like what is it what is it about the power not not that our mothers aren't aren't powerful voices in our lives, but like what is it about the power of a father that can just be mm. such a powerful voice for good or for harm? Like do you have any thoughts on
1: that? Man, well, yeah, I would as you're asking me that, I think of John Eldridge's Wild at Heart. Mm. Uh I think that there's just especially to the masculine soul we Mm -hmm. crave adventure Mm -hmm. um we crave beauty and Mm -hmm. we crave oh man like commitment and just power Mm -hmm. and and when someone gives that to us when a masculine figure someone we view as masculine Mm -hmm. gives that to us then it just yeah it like sinks our roots it plants our feet it Mm -hmm. makes us like speak with gusto and and um that's like, that's actually something I've been thinking a lot in my ministry. Cause I'm like, people need good, strong, masculine figures in their yeah. life. So how mm-hmm. can I like raise up these men and, and, and just like, just encourage them and speak into them that they are men too. And, and just get them confident in that mm-hmm. because yeah. Yeah. In today's age, manhood is just totally under attack.
0: So. Yeah. And there's, and there's such a, like a false idea of manhood. Like there's, there's the ideas less like one man on his own against the world. <laughs> and like, it's either that, or it's like, you know, objectifying women, or it's being violent. Right. And it's like, that's that's not Jesus, right? <laughs> like That's not Jesus no. at all. And uh, that that book you mentioned, John Eldridge, Wild at Heart, I remember reading it in college, and I, I don't remember much about it, but the one thing that spoke to me, and I still keep with me today, is he talks about um, like what it means to be, a masculine man for a Christian is to be a man like Christ. Like he is our model of manliness and anything that doesn't fit the model of Christ is not authentic manliness.
1: It's not. And that's that's exactly what Mufasa said. Mufasa said, you have forgotten me. Uh, I I wrote it down right here. He said, um, forgotten who you are. So you forgot me. Mm. And so, like, to know ourselves, we have to know Christ. And to know Christ, we have to know ourselves. They're inseparable. And especially as men, we like absolutely have to have that as our identity, mm-hmm. or it's false. Yeah. Or we're doing something toxic, or we're not living up to who we're called to be, or we're just falling short in some way. Mm-hmm. So, the true, yeah, the true masculine heart is so intertwined in their identity in Christ that, yeah. Yeah. That's like what we're missing as a society. Yeah.
0: And just, just kind of an aside, because I know there's some people that, that get uncomfortable and, and just kind of, whenever you talk about, well, men are like this and women are like this, and this is what's masculine and this is what's feminine. There's going to be some people that they're, they're going to start to be like, Hey, well, what about, what about women? Like, don't women need, need like power? Don't women need to be rooted? How I always try to have these conversations is to say, like, when we say, this is masculine this is what men meet, need it's not saying it in contrast to women like women don't need that we're just kind right. of focusing on men for a moment and it's not it's not meant to be exclusive and 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 separating women so i just i just find that's that's a helpful thing for for some people when we're talking about these things like we're talking about what's what's good for men it's not It's not meant to be any commentary on like, well, women don't need these or like, cause there's lots of stuff we learned from our mothers and there's lots of things that women can learn from Mufasa and that sort of thing. So I just, I know that's an issue for some people. So I just wanted to, to, to kind of say that, but I agree with everything you're saying. Yes. No,
1: absolutely. And, And to speak to that person too, like, uh, you know, Jesus probably loved the color pink He (laughs) helped create it, you know? And he probably loved ballet and like all this, like whatever, like typical gender norm you want to put on it. Like Jesus loved at like Uh all he was, you know, he was fully human.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, the the scene that really spoke to me you were talking about that scene where uh, Simba's growing up and he's trying to figure out what to do and Mufasa appears to him like in the clouds and it's kind of like this yeah,
1: yeah. this
0: this vision from the father in heaven moment um, the moment that really spoke to me is when Simba is a cub and Scar kind of tricks him into going into the elephant graveyard and he gets attacked by the hyenas and just barely escapes with his life and uh, Mufasa is is, is um, like Zazu take Nava home. And Nava's like, Ooh, you're in trouble. <laughs> and, uh, he's like Mufasa or Simba walk with me. And uh, he's like, dad, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm very disappointed in you. And he starts like very stern with that James Earl Jer- Jones voice, but the scene is so Beautiful, because he's saying, you know, I could have lost you. It's he's he makes it very clear. Like, I'm being stern with you and I'm calling you to task and I'm calling you to more because I care about you. I care about Mm. your safety. I care about you and who you're who you're the man you're growing into or the lion you're growing into, as it may be. And by the end of that conversation, Simba's like, we're still pals, right? And Mufasa and him like start wrestling playfully and like giggling and laughing. And I was like, wow, like what uh, like what a robust vision of like the father son relationship. And what, like a vision of, of, of God, the father who like can, can be stern with us and does call us to task because he loves us and he wants the best for us. And he sees the harmful things that we're doing that hurt ourselves and see and hurt other people. But at the end of the day, like he wants to like, you know, wrestle with us in the grass, like, cause he's our dad, you know, and he loves us. And there's this great tenderness, um, between Mufasa and, and Simba. And I just, yeah, it's, it, it really, really spoke to my heart. Do you remember that scene?
1: Oh, of course I remember that scene. Yeah. And that's a beautiful, yeah, that's beautiful. The the father's heart, that's kind of been a theme of my first year of mission. Mm-hmm. Just knowing the father's love, like we view the old Testament God as like different than the new Testament mm-hmm. God for some reason, but it's the same God. And, those acts of like punishment or judgment in the old testament are actually if you understand the context like supreme acts of mercy and love and just Mm -hmm. like just ah and like yeah the father just yearns to just Embrace you, yes, amen, and embrace me, and yeah, okay.
0: I love it. You're speaking my language. I, I taught Old Testament for a long time, and that was a, a constant stumbling block because to the twenty to the twenty first century mind, the Old Testament God does look kind of angry. And I said, we got to take off our twenty first century glasses. We got to put on our Old Testament glasses and see that when when they when they thought of gods, yeah, exactly like that. And the kids would roll their eyes. Um, but like the Old Testament gods, you know, they were thinking of like Zeus and Ra, and they were like they were like not good good fathers. You know, they were they were they were just like superhuman bullies kind of whereas like the god of the old testament um like he walks with his people and yes there, there's consequences for their actions there is punishments but like he always accepts them and like when 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 they when they leave the garden and they have to leave the garden like god provides them with like better clothes and like when cain kills abel like God puts protection on him afterwards. And like at Sodom and Gomorrah, when uh, like people think, oh, that's God throwing fire and brimstone. Like that's literally where the term fire and brimstone comes from. But you look at what God's trying to do there. It's a story about God's patience. And Abraham's asking like, what if there's innocent people in that town? He's like, well, if there's 50 innocent people, I won't kill it. And he walks them all the way down to like, one innocent person. And then the only innocent person, innocent person he can find in the town is Lot, who then you read the story and you're like, Lot's not that innocent. (laughs) Like, Lot's not that great of a guy. And then he has to like force him to leave. And the whole, whole, it's like two chapters of God bending over backwards, trying to save somebody who's like, just not all the way corrupt. And so, and what does the Old Testament say about God? It's like, he is kind and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in kindness. And if you look at it with those Old Testament glasses, it's like, God mercy just permeates the whole old testament and then you get to jesus and it's like oh oh man
1: (laughs) my man my man one more example like noah noah didn't noah build the ark for 120 years and his call was to repentance Mm -hmm. he it wasn't that only noah and his family could get on board Mm -hmm. god was like like preach repentance and if anyone will join you and listen to you and want to be with me they can get on board too Mm -hmm. but no one listened to noah wow You know, he gave him 120 years to to listen and actually like walk with him.
0: I'm gonna have to go back and take a look at that story. Um, That's really cool. I I think that's right. Okay, don't don't quote me on it. (laughs) Tanner is a heretic, and (laughs) Uh, and (laughs) we'll we'll do a little homework. Catholics, no more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Wait, wait.
1: Can I can I say can I say something that like really stuck out to me about this? Yeah. Uh, On a spiritual level. So I realized that Hakuna Matata Land, whatever that is, that little oasis that they go to, mm-hmm. that that was L.A.
0: for me. Hakuna, Hakuna, was Hakuna just, Matata was L.A. Yeah,
1: it mm-hmm. was it was L.A. because there's no rules, no responsibilities. It's beautiful. Everyone eats naturally. You mm. know, like I ate vegan when I was there, and, mm-hmm. and and when they're there, they only eat like stuff from the land. Oh, interesting. And, <laughs> and it was just this like you're just with your homies, and you're just uh-huh. like totally living like kind of for yourself uh-huh. and that's a big i was watching that the other day and i was like oh my gosh that's exactly why i did focus because settling down is a real thing that's you reach a point where you realize oh actually my deepest desire is not like to star in movies or like be artistically satisfied it's to lay down my life for someone mm. and i can't actually experience real love without real responsibility mm. Um, and so that's why Simba ultimately, I think comes back because he recognizes that. Yeah. And, and that was like me leaving LA. I was like, man, yeah, I need to like care for people and like be responsible for people Mm -hmm. in order to like actually fill this hole in my heart. Wow.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's really beautiful. You're Simba. I'm Simba. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Um, that that was another one of the things I wanted to talk about is there. there is kind of this great theme of responsibility. And, you know, Simba runs away. I mean, I, and I don't blame him. Like his dad had just died and Scar convinces him it's his fault and he needs to run away. And then he has hyenas chasing him. So, of course, he runs away. And then he finds these these guys, Timon and Pumbaa, who embrace him for who he is. And they're like, eh. We don't, we don't care about your past. You don't want to tell it. We don't want to hear it. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase here. Eat some grubs, you know? And, um, you know, maybe that was what he needed for a a time. Just, just people who accepted him. Um, but the, I think that the difference you see with Jesus in the gospels is, yeah, he accepts people right where they are, but he doesn't leave them there. Right. No, There's like, he's calling you forth. And so I, I think sometimes in Christianity, we can, Air on the either side of that, right? We can only be Timon and Pumbaa, where it's just like, yeah, love. Jesus loved. We love everybody, but then we like don't ever get to that step of like calling people deeper, and that's harmful right. for for people that if they don't ever get called deeper. Or we go all the way to the other extreme, where it's like, wait a minute, we don't want to be too welcoming. We don't want to be watering down the gospel, right? Like, mm. there's so I think there's there's a, a great need for prudence. And, and in moderation, when we're, when we're approaching people is like, yeah, be like Jesus, 100% compassionate and meet people where they are. But you also got to call people deeper, right? You gotta, you gotta go to the next step. And that's, that's what Simba needed, um, which happens with, with Nala and then Rafiki. And it's kind of, um, it's cool the way that all kind of providentially happens. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about that too. Um, sweet. Where's, uh. I took some notes on this on on the responsibility thing. Um, well, and Rafiki says that to him too when he shows up. <laughs> He's like, "You gotta, you got some responsibilities." Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: he says you have no responsibility.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um, and when he sings, "I just can't wait to be king," at the beginning, he sees being king as no responsibilities, right? No one mm-hmm. saying do this. No one saying be there. No one saying stop that. No one saying see here. Free to run around all day. Free to do it all my way. And that's what he gets with Hakuna Matata. He gets it all his way, but it gets pretty empty after a while. He needs yeah. that responsibility. He needs our freedom isn't just for the sake of freedom. Our freedom is so that we can use it to commit, as like settle down, like you were saying. Like freedom is meant to be used. It's meant to be spent in committing ourselves and giving ourselves. So,
1: yes, yeah. freedom is for the other. It's yeah. never. For you to do what you want it's it's in order for you to be free in order to serve someone else mm. i was oh speaking of father's love or life of the beloved mm-hmm. it's by henry Newen or henry now i just read that last year yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: oh it's so good he says that the deepest desire we have like beneath everything is to be bred for one another Ooh. so for other people to feast on us and for us to like give our, of ourselves so completely that we're bred to each other wow and like, I mean, what does God ultimately do? He becomes bread for us. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, that's like that's what we all crave. But we we there's there's we live like on the surface, uh, just like a much more shallower level of our heart, where we yeah we view freedom for us and like what we can get and like these base desires. Mm we think are our deepest desires and we don't ever venture deep enough. Man. That's like, some, that's what I just want people.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Finish what you're saying. That that's just, that's
1: what I want people to like, see, I want people to like get underneath all the, the dung in their heart. Yeah. And like, obviously you desire this or you desire mm-hmm. that, but like what's actually underneath all this. Yeah.
0: And that's that, that idea that we're bred for each other. B R E A D bread that we would, like feed each other and <laughs> not, not bread B R E D for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah big but uh that is like such a beautiful vision of the church, you know? Um you know, and and exactly Jesus becomes comes bread for us, but then we we consume that bread and we become like Jesus and are meant to go out and be bread for one another. That's that's a that's a really beautiful vision of the church. I love that. I love literally, that literally
1: and also like this circle of life.
0: <laughs> keep going you know I mean? keep going keep going
1: like when mufasa's talking to simba how he's like but what about the zebras we eat the zebras mm-hmm. he's like yes we eat the zebras but then we die and we become part of the soil and the grass that they eat um like literally like the wheat that the zebra feeds mm-hmm. off of that they feed off of mm-hmm. it's just like this the, the circle of life how i like rewatched it in uh-huh. my like catholic lens now yeah yeah, yeah. was like oh <laughs> yeah I'm feeding you and you're feeding me and God's feeding us Mm -hmm. and together we're like feeding him. And Mm -hmm. it's just this beautiful circle of exchange of like
0: love. Wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. It's, it's interesting. I was, uh, that was like the circle of life was like, it's a, it's a beautiful song and a beautiful idea, but I, I was going to say, it's almost like a little bit like reincarnational, like maybe a little, <laughs> like Eastern philosophy, a little bit, like maybe we need to, as Christians kind of, kind of critique our, our, our vision of that a little bit, but I, uh, I don't know. I love, I love your explanation. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, there is definitely some Eastern, Eastern spirituality uh-huh. stuff in here yeah, where yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, is there's, there's. I th- I think as again there there's kind of two extremes to avoid there's um as and the wisdom of the church shows us the the way forward is you don't be like ooh that's not christian evil devil stay away everything bad but also right. like we do have to qualify it and be like, well, what is compatible with Christianity and what is not compatible with, with Christianity. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I love your interpretation. There's definitely, definitely some common things that we can, we can learn from there. Um, oh, it, even, sure. it even talks about like through faith and hope and love, we find our place on the path unwinding that that's a beautiful vision. The path unwinding is like our, our, our journey mm. together through life. So there's definitely, um, a beauty there that we Christians can get behind, you know. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean to like bash Eastern spiritual Yeah, me neither. Truth- I just want to
0: be clear about that. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: yeah. No, there's beautiful, <clears throat> lowercase truth in all religions. Yeah, absolutely. But but capital T truth exists
0: mm-hmm. um, in a person, Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah. No, we we can learn from them, and they can learn from mm-hmm. us.
0: And yeah, and listeners, if you've ever if you if you're ever down for reading one of the Vatican one of the documents of Vatican II, it's real short. There's one called Nostra Aetate, which is like on the Church's relationship to other religions, and it talks about. It's kind of it was written short shortly after um, the Holocaust and reflecting on like Christian relationships with, with Jews. And it talks about Muslims and, 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 and Buddhists. And um, anyway, it's, I think it's a super beautiful document. It's only a, you know, a handful of paragraphs. So Nostreotate, look it up. It's uh it's super good. Um, uh, can we talk about Scar?
1: Scar. He's like yeah. such
0: a good villain. Well, such a bad villain, but he's just man he's just so insidious and conniving and manipulative. And Jeremy Irons just does such a great job of bringing him to life. Um, so good. Yeah. It's, it it gives me like Hamlet vibes. I don't know if you've ever read Hamlet, but it's, it's about this like, you know, brother of the King who assassinates the King and then like tries to get rid of the son. Um, so it's got some similar things to, to the lion King, but, uh, scar man, he's just so, so evil.
1: Um, so evil. Well, I love the, like when we, I love how <clears throat> I love the juxtaposition between the first two scenes. The first scene is all the animals of the kingdom, even the ants coming mm-hmm. together for like, um, to bow before the king. Yeah. And it's just this total unitive experience. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a mouse and, Ooh. and Scar like capturing it You're and right. just about to eat it. And it shows the complete contrast of yes. the two uh-huh. the two brothers
0: yeah and scar um, and scar is the first character to speak right because you have the song the circle of life and you have simba's whole like coronation and they, they lift him up or i don't know what you call it but it's like his presentation baptism moment kind of um <laughs> yeah and then scar is the first person to speak and his first words are it's not fair it's oh, not
1: whoa, fair, Okay. right? And I, I think, on I That's think cool. it's
0: really, uh, it's a, it's a key insight into human nature. Um, this, this way presented as lion nature, but human nature that a, a lot of times evil in our, in us will take advantage of an injustice, um, mm. a perceived injustice or even a real injustice. And we start thinking about what we deserve and how we should have been treated and how, what we should be getting. And then we use that to justify how we can treat other people. We make these invisible contracts in our heads that were violated. And then I really, this is what I deserve. And so now I can go take it. Now I deserve this. And I think scar shows us where that hakuna matata, I can do anything I want. No worries. It's all about me. Um, life goes. Cause at, at one point at the end, when, when scars in charge and, there's no food left in the land. Cause they've overhunted everything. The hyenas have overhunted everything. And, uh, there, and he, he basically, he snaps at, uh, I think it's Mufasa's mother. He snaps at her and he's like, I'm the King. I can do whatever I want. And it's the same thing that Simba said. And I can't wait to be King. But instead of this like young carefree, wow. like I don't want any responsibilities cause I'm a dumb kid. It's like, Scar never grew up, you know? And so it became Mm. like jaded and twisted within him that I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting what I deserve. And it like festers inside him until he is this just like shell of a man that will like kill his brother and destroy, you know, the whole land just because he's clutching at power. He's just clutching at what I deserve, what I should have gotten, you know, um, Anyway, I just I think I think it's a really interesting commentary on 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 human nature and the, the state of a soul, and it's it's a cautionary tale, I think. So,
1: dang, yeah, I felt convicted as you were saying that, yeah. <laughs> and it made me think of uh, the serpent with Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes, like they're perceiving an injustice that God is not letting them eat of this
0: mm-hmm. yeah. to
1: justify why they ultimately eat it.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it's not an injustice at all it's like you, you were already going to be like gods. Like he said, you were made in my image and likeness. <laughs> so what right. do you mean? You're going to be like gods. You're already like gods. Um, so uh, yeah, just, and, and I, I, again, that, that I different idea of freedom that instead of freedom being for the opportunity to choose the good, that freedom is just so I can do what I want. It's, a, and as you said, your freedom is for others for scar his freedom is for him right? To get what he wants. Um, and that's, that's the, the arc that we see in Simba's, you know, growing up in his maturation. So that's, uh, that's super cool.
1: That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, I was not digging Simba until that, I guess, third act Uh like, man, this dude is just so selfish. He's just, (laughs) he's just like, totally not with it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then it and then it took a girl to knock some sense into <laughs> It
0: did. Does that does that does that bother you at all? That it's like, oh, it's a girl, you know, that changed <laughs> him around. Does that does that bug you?
1: No, I mean they're the pinnacle of creation. Like, <laughs> I think that like I think that oftentimes that's what I mean, kind of Jesus even. Like he needed his mom to knock him into sense to start his ministry, you know, at the wedding of Cana.
0: Go make some wine. Do whatever he says.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then he did his first miracle. Yeah. So I think that that's just something I think, guys, we need women. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order I,
1: to actually be men.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people, I think, look down on things in movies where it's like, oh, they got a boyfriend or they got a girlfriend. And then that like fixed everything. Um, and that can be kind of a cliche and it can be kind of annoying. And I, th- I think it can be unhealthy if me in my life, if I think, oh, once I have a girlfriend or once I have a wife, then everything will be fine and this will fix my problems. Like I think there's absolutely an unhealthy thing that people seek there. At the same time, I think it speaks to the power that a healthy relationship can have in your life. And I've, I've known so many, so many friends that they were having a hard time. They could not get it together, but they connected with the right person who is a good partner for them. And all of a sudden, they started figuring things out. All of a sudden, they weren't making those choice those bad choices they were they were before. And it ju- they they needed a strong partner to help them, and and not in like a codependent way, but just a good spouse really can like that's that we're supposed to help each other be holy, right? We're supposed to be partners and sure. help, help each other work towards heaven. So, and I think um, you know Nava absolutely did that for Simba.
1: Yeah, not mm-hmm. codependent but yeah. interdependent. Ooh,
0: I like that distinction. That's yeah. good. Yeah.
1: And <clears throat> and not independent.
0: Ooh, you know. Yeah, that's good too.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Because we do we do need each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But recognizing those boundaries.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. We're yeah. Made, we're made for each other. Yeah. We're, it's not it's not good for the man to be alone as it says in the book of Genesis. Like we're we're made for community and interconnectedness with one yeah. another. Um, that's good. That's real good. Um, I want to talk about Simba Um, but there's, there's this really key moment when it's after Nala has come and said, you have to come back, scars ruined everything. You need to come back and claim your place as King. But before it's like, I think it's like right before Rafiki comes and finds him and it's kind of providential how that all happens at once. And I think that's like the voice, (laughs) the hand of God, but, um, Simba has this, this moment where he's like speaking to the stars and Mufasa told him when he was a child, the kings of, of old are looking down on you from those stars. It's kind of like intercession of the saints in a way, I think. Um, oh, but, yeah. but Simba, he's looking up to the stars and he says, you said you would always be there for me. Like, where are you? He's having this crisis of faith. And I mean, who hasn't in a moment of crisis, in a moment of struggle, in a moment of pain, looked up to God and been like, dude, what the, like, <laughs> you said you were going to be there. Yeah. My God, my
1: God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah.
0: The day we're recording this is Palm Sunday. That was the, um, um, the Psalm 22. That was the, the, the reading today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is Simba's crisis of faith. If you haven't watched Lion King in a while, you got to go watch Lion King. It's like, so it's, it's yeah, it's so Christian. It's super cool.
1: It's, it's super Christian. It's rich Mm -hmm. with it. I love it. But yeah, no, that's, I think that that's an important prayer because sometimes maybe we're feeling that, but we don't, We try and hide it from God, so we try and pretend like everything's okay. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, like our relationship with Him is continuing to rot. And we need that kind of burst open of like, "Where are you? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, help!" And he can take it, and just yeah, he can totally take
0: it. He can totally take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you've ever like heard the voice of God uh, speak to you, um, but. And I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God like literally speak to me, but one time I was praying and uh I don't know if I should share this on the internet, but I'm gonna do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. So I was praying one time and I was I was whiny about something with God. There was something not going on in my life or something going on in my life, and I was not happy. And um I was really upset with with just the way life was going and and I was complaining to God and what I said to God. And I'm not advocating this, but this is just—I'm just being real here. This is what I said. I said to God in my prayer life, "You can be language, language. Skip forward ten seconds if you don't want to hear some language, some bad <laughs> language." I said, "You know, God, you can be a real asshole sometimes." And I swear, I—I I feel like God spoke back to me and said, "Well, you can be a little bitch sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It. it like a very, it like a very tender, like dad giving you a noogie sort of way <laughs> and just like God was telling me like, you got to stop taking yourself so seriously. You got to stop taking the situation so seriously. Like you're fine. And like somehow that was like oddly consoling for me. Uh, so again, I don't know if that was like God actually speaking to me, but like, anyway, that's, no, that's the sort of conversations like, I have with God sometimes.
1: <laughs> that's, it sounds like the God I know. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cool.
1: That's awesome,
0: man. I'm gonna, i gonna. might get some stuff in the comments. Oh well. <laughs> Can we talk about Rafiki?
1: Rafiki? Rafiki. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so the reason I I was like, oh, Eastern spirituality mm-hmm. was because of Rafiki. This um, there is an Eastern spirituality that's not even Eastern spirituality. It's this Westernized, Caucasianized Eastern spirituality that mm-hmm. I was so ingrained with when i lived in in venice california Uh and it's even out here in boulder yeah this kind of like this this uh hyper spirituality with no religion or real kind of um consensus among the community yeah and um (laughs) call it new age call it whatever you want yeah um but i just i just find it very uh dangerous and and dark and Um, uh, Rafiki kind of got into that with me for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why he did. I think I have it here in my notes, but like, he's some sort of like guru.
0: Yeah. Like a shaman, you know, priest figure kind of.
1: Yeah. Which is cool because they're in, which I also, was able to step back and be like in this film there is priest prophet and king Ooh. like totally apparent. Okay,
0: we're and, we're going com- Rafiki- to we're going to come back to that in a second. But let's finish with Rafiki and then we'll talk about priest prophet and king. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I mean when Rafiki's like sitting there meditating mm-hmm. this mindfulness without an awareness of god mm. that yeah. is like completely preached in our society yeah. I think is like the most dangerous toxic thing. Yes. Um yes. because yeah, you you cannot have an awareness mm-hmm. of your spirit and of being without being itself. Yes. And like the person who created your yes, spirit.
0: Yes. Can can I, can, it, I it, can I can I sorry, you finish. Yeah, and no, I'm gonna go. No, 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 take it. Okay, take so it. I got it. Here it is, right here. It's sitting. Um so this whole like um spiritual but not religious, like which is very kind of what you were you were talking about. is like I think first of all, I think that's a reaction to seeing kind of empty religiosity to seeing religious but no no personal spirituality to seeing as Jesus called it the whitewashed tombs right and looks all pretty on the outside the facade but on the inside it's this like empty rotting corpse um and i think i think we should react against that so i can i can affirm that but what is religion the root of religion is relationship it has that same root yeah. word there and that's what people people think religion is just like rules and and it's like no no the rules are at the service of the relationship and every relationship has rules every healthy relationship has rules and expectations and and if you have spirituality without religion what you have is spirituality without relationship and you you there's no relationship with one another there's no relationship with as you said the creator of being and so it becomes it becomes very internal rather than drawing you outwards to something to someone higher right? Uh, we, we, talked, we did an episode on Star Wars a, a few months back, and we, we talked about this a lot in the Star Wars episode. If we want more on this topic, go back and listen to our, our episode on Star Wars. We, we, we cracked this open quite a bit. Um, so, and what I have found is, yes, it's dangerous to have, when you have religion without spirituality, it's dead. When you have spirituality right. without religion, it's, it's just kind of lost, Right. There's no, as you said, there's no guiding rules. There's nothing to unify. There's nobody to really to help walk with you, to challenge you, to hold you accountable, um, celebrate milestones with you. There's, there's just kind of whatever you want it to be. It's like you make God in his, in your image rather than God conforming you to his image. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think I'm done. Well,
1: yeah, it's, uh, I mean, demons are spirits without relationship to God.
0: Ooh. Interesting. You know
1: what I mean? So uh-huh. it, it, it's, it. I think it's just super, yeah, I just think it's super twisted and yeah. our, our culture just praises it. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: A lot there. A lot
1: there. A lot there.
0: What, what were you going to say about priest, prophet and king? So, so uh, we're, we're, we're speaking a little priest, uh, we're speaking a little church ease here. So let me break it down for a second and then you can, you can, you can, yeah. can do your thing. So, um, in our baptism and confirmation in the church, we, a, we kind of take on Jesus's mission and the, the, like the three missions of, of Jesus were priest, prophet, king. Those were like the heroes of the old Testament. Um, the, the prophet speaks for God. Uh, the priest offers sacrifice for God. The king is like the, the leader, um, who goes out and like leads other people and, and serves God's people. Um, and so Jesus does all three of those. He's priest, prophet, and king. And we, in our baptism and confirmation are called to go out and, and, and like follow in Christ's mission and in doing that, um, so that's what we, that's why I got excited about priest prophet and king. So where did you see that in Lion King?
1: Oh, I did see Rafiki as priest, like uh-huh. the opening scene. I, I I do I think it's a baptism very yeah, clearly. Absolutely. And then the king, the whole journey into kingship, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Simba or Mufasa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um, and that it's called the Lion King. That's yeah. the most uh-huh. like obvious. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I think Nala is, is, and Nala and Mufasa are like the prophets. Uh-huh. Nala, I, we think prof- to prophecy is to like predict the future, but mm-hmm. to prophecy is just to be able to say reality as it is. Yeah. And uh-huh. when, and when Nala visits Simba and she's like, yo, like we need you. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just calling reality how yeah, it is.
0: You have a responsibility, and Simba. Yeah. You're the exactly. king. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Calling him higher. Yeah. And, and being bold, like that's what prophecy is. He's holding back.
0: He's hiding. But why I can't decide. Why won't he be the king I know he is? The king I see inside, right? That's that prophetic voice. Good for you, Nala. <laughs> yeah,
1: Nala's, Nala's start.
0: Um, I, I love that. Um, not only is there bapti- like a baptism scene there, um, in the beginning, but there's also like kind of a kind of a wedding scene that's very like Garden of Eden esque, right? when can you feel the love tonight and like Nala and Simba are kind of falling yeah. in love and it's like i don't know it's almost a little like it's i don't i don't i don't i i i, I hesitate oh, to no. use the word sexual but it's almost like a little sexy with like cartoon cats like t- don't get it, don't get it twisted i'm not i'm not reading sure. into it too much but there's there's definitely implied this like they're 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 in their feelings and it's like yeah. there's peace and harmony and even the words of the song are, um, the world at once in perfect harmony with all its living things. It is kind of this garden of Eden scene Mm. where there's this harmony in nature. There's this harmony between man and woman and they're, they're going to go forth and like do their mission to the world, you know? Um, so anyway, I think, I think it it is that, that scene is kind of cool. It was kind of this, this garden of Eden kind of, kind of marriage moment, um,
1: no, that's hilarious. It's super sensual.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Sen- maybe sensual is a better word. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, I was
1: like, should I look away? Simba? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it's also interesting that they're like an arranged marriage, right? They're yeah, and it's uh, it's. I'm so used to in Hollywood movies whenever there's an arranged marriage, like it's always like a sign of oppression. And the the woman's like, but father, I want to marry the farm boy, you know? And it was just, it was just kind of seemed like, oh, they're you know, they're young and it seems weird, but then they get older and they're like, oh yeah, good choice, mom and dad.
1: The, the, the prime of the pack. Yeah. No, uh, what the toucan, what's the toucan's name again? Zazu. Zazu. Yeah. Well, when they're kids, he's like, they're betrothed. Uh-huh. He even like uses that word. Yeah. And they're uh-huh. like, what does that mean? Uh-huh. And he's like, You'll be together one day,
0: <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you will know one another. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not. I'm um, just for the record. I'm not. I'm not advocating arranged marriages. But you know, I just thought that was interesting. So, um, what else do we need to talk about, Tanner? We don't have a whole lot of time, but we we can we can tackle know. maybe one more topic. So, um, um, no. I,
1: i i don't i just have another little story i guess yeah please tell me i had a cat named fuzzy you had a cat
0: named fuzzy i had a cat named fuzzy when okay. i was a little kid yeah um because
1: zazu even calls i think simba fuzzy oh at right. one point okay and i was like i like picked that out of like the air and i was like that's gonna be my cat's name <laughs> and but i used to have this bit i mean it's probably not funny unless yeah, it's definitely not funny for me, like a 29-year-old. A but uh-huh. for me as a 5-year-old, it was it, it killed every time. But uh-huh. I would – instead of popcorn, I would hold Fuzzy up uh, for my family, like at dinner. And <laughs> and he'd be kicking and screaming. Uh, but everyone loved it. So uh, God bless Fuzzy. I, I hope he's resting in peace.
0: So I, I have a cat right now that – is named Cinderella, um, and she <laughs> she is a very angry Siamese, like ch- chubby Siamese cat who is very angry most of the time, and uh, but awesome. but but we love her, and uh, she, as soon as I finished watching Lion King, I walked up and she was in a cuddly mood, and so I like picked her up, and then I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you have
1: to if you have a cat.
0: My it's daughter, really my daughter thought it was hilarious. Um, Cinderella That's tolerated awesome. it, so it was good. <laughs> That's so good. The the last thing I just wanted to say is we we talked about this, but we didn't put this word on it, uh, is that Simba does have like a real moment of conversion, right? Mm
1: -hmm. He does have this
0: real moment of encounter where the prophetic voice comes to him and he has to face his past. He has to face his mistakes. And how often do people's past mistakes keep them from stepping into what God's calling them to? Because there's that, there's that voice of maybe something broken inside or the voice of the devil, who knows, but it's, it's speaking to us saying, well, you're not good enough. Nobody's mm. going to listen to you. Nobody's going to, you're, you, you can't do that. Like how stupid are you that you think that you could do that? There's, there's that voice that symbol was listening to. And it took that prophetic voice of Nala. It took some, it took some prayer, right? It took him reaching out, crying out to God to finally break free of that. Right.
1: Yeah. Well. Oh man, I totally realized that too. When I was watching, I was like, gosh, but so many people would, would, they would not take the leap that Simba did. Yeah. And so I think it was like a humility Mm -hmm. and I thought maybe this is a cool lesson. I wanted to run it by you and see if you agree that humility is the first step to kingship. Okay. We often view, we often view kingship as like authority and you're in control and you have the freedom just like Scar and young Simba thought but it's actually the ability to serve and like see that you're in your brokenness and in your weakness but in order to like actually accept what god has given you through no merit of your own um and it takes like a certain level of humility to yeah. be like, yeah i i don't know i don't know everything about you god i don't know you know why i'm here what you have mm-hmm. planned for me but i i will be humble and i will take a step with you
0: yes yes i 100 percent agree because i think jesus agrees um like when, <laughs> when there there's times when several of his apostles are like can can we be your can we be your right hand can we sit on your right and your in your left hand throne and he like takes his disciples aside they're like walking he's like all right guys we got we got to cover this right now and they stop and he pulls them aside and he right. says the leaders of the gentiles lord it over each other when they have their authority it will not be so among you if you wish to be the first of all, you will be the last. If you wish to be the greatest of all, you must be the servant. And then what does he do at his last supper? Is he takes them apart, he takes them aside and he washes their feet. And they're like Peter and some of them are like, Whoa, what what are you doing? He's like, I'm I'm showing you how to be leaders. I'm showing you how mm. to be like me, is you must wash one another's feet. And in a world where you're walking around in sandals and there's like camel poop and sand everywhere, like <laughs> Like that was, that was not the job of the King of Kings, but he's like, no, this humility absolutely is, is, is the first step to being a leader. And how much pain and suffering and awfulness could we have avoided if more people in the church knew that lesson? Because even in the church, sometimes we struggle with that in, in, in leadership. We lord our authority over people rather Mm -hmm. than like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have been really deeply hurt by some people in the church because there isn't that. Humility. There's, there's not that, that, that first step. Um, there's not a, a foot washing first, shall be last sort of humility. So I, I 100% agree with you on that. That's, that's Dude. straight fire. That's awesome.
1: Snaps. I don't know if you can hear it. In my yeah. earbuds. Uh-huh. Snaps the mic.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. Come that was on. awesome. Cool. All right. I think, I think that's a, that's a great place to end it because we have, we have covered a lot. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Um, Tanner, would you, I often ask my guests if they would be willing to kind of close us in a prayer that kind of wraps up some of these themes and just kind of places us in the Lord's presence. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, dude, I'd love it. Awesome. So if you are uh, wherever you are, if you just kind of take a moment to quiet yourself, you can even close your eyes if you, if you want to just take a few deep breaths and just um, pray with us, please.
1: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, we invite you into this space, to whoever is listening, and uh, to me and to Mike. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the writers of The Lion King, for uh, Matthew Broderick and James Earl Jones to bring in the story to life. And um, dear God, I thank you for your fathership. I thank you for your fatherhood. I thank you for loving us and embracing us. And even though we do wrong, you still want to wrestle with us and love us and and that you invite us to be kings as well. You invite us into the Trinity and you invite us to be priest, prophet, and king. Dear God, I pray that you, uh, you just shower your love on whoever's listening to this and let them know that they're loved. Let them know that they're a priest, prophet, and king. Uh, or queen and and dear God that you just give them the humility to take a step towards you today, just a step, um, and 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 help me and Mike as well to to do that, and and our particular missionaries to to help people do that and get out of their um, get out of their own way to be free to step out of Hakuna Matata land and uh, accept the responsibility and. And, and see that they actually do desire to to love on a radically new way, a radically new level. So I just pray for that for all of us. And we thank you, dear God. We thank you for lions. I think they're endangered. I pray that you keep them safe. And um, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing you in the stars one day, dear God. So we ask this in your name, Jesus Christ, our Lord
0: amen amen amen, Father, Son, Holy
1: Spirit. amen i got a little weird yeah i i'm here <laughs> for
0: it i am here for it i think god loves our weird prayers so, <laughs> yeah come on yeah um so tanner first of all thank you this was just this was such a fun conversation and uh yeah so thank you if you're yeah, ever it's if been you're, a pleasure if thank you're ever you. in dc and look me up and we'll, we'll we'll get coffee or something it'd be fun so oh, um, yeah, where so- can where can people find you
1: you can find me at Instagram or TikTok mm-hmm. at Tanner Kalina.
0: Okay. You got a website um, or anything?
1: Yeah. tannercleaner.com. All right. You can check out some like stuff I've written and mm-hmm. some films I have up.
0: Awesome. Give him, give I him have. thousands of dollars to help him in his focus mission <laughs> yes. and, and Awaken Catholic too. Um, so yeah. thank you, Tanner, for, for being here. I'm Mike Tenney. You can find more about me at com or on uh, social media at PK. Mikey T. And uh, you can go to AwakenCatholic.org to find all about everything we're doing here at Awaken Catholic. We can't do it without you. Thank you for spending some time with me and Tanner as we talked about The Lion King. We love you. We'll see you next time.